following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. On today's episode, Brian and Tyler are back for week two action of college football. It got crazy. It's always fun. And I can't wait for more. Thanks so much for listening. This is the Two Point Conversation. What's going on, everybody? We are back. Me and Brian are back after week two. What a crazy weekend it was, and I can't wait to sit here for the next 40 minutes to an hour to talk about what happened yesterday. What a crazy weekend. What's going on, Brian, across uh, my phone? What's going on? Dude, I'm just trying to like gather my thoughts exactly how I want to convey what we just were able to watch. And like we were saying before we hit the record button, Really, this you couldn't ask for a better two weeks to start off the season. <laughs> this is probably one of the best seasons yet, and we're only in a week two. Right. Um, trying to think, what was I going to say earlier? I know I have a story, but um, is it too early to call it upset Saturday or no? I mean, it's only week two. Right. The merits of the preseason rankings do not hold as strong as maybe a upset in November would. Like I totally get that. You like you you have to acknowledge that right away. Like a, a team building a resume and then having someone come in at the end, say a a top five team losing to a top twenty five team, but you know somewhere in mm-hmm. the twenties. I mean, that's probably gathering a bigger story. But I don't know if we care that much about that because I mean we know the good programs and we know the bad programs, right? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we had a couple ranked programs yesterday that kind of bit the bullet. Uh, there was a close game dealing with Alabama, which we'll get into. And then a game that I did not see Marshall winning at all. Mm. Um, I have a story real quick uh, yesterday at work. So I deal with private jets all day. And we have this guy who flies in all the time. He's a Notre Dame fan and he has season tickets. So he brought all of his family and a bunch of friends and family. And he came off the plane. I said, Oh, what happened today? And he goes, Oh, I don't want to talk about it. And I, we were talking for a little bit and I helped his bags and uh, I told him to go blue at the end. And then he looked at me and he was like, don't you ever say that again. And I said, Hey, your season's already over and it's only week two. (laughs) He, he wasn't too happy about that, but uh, <laughs> what a game that was. And I can't, I can't wait to get into that. I'm I'm imagining this fella has uh, thrown his Notre Dame fandom in your face a few times. Yeah, I, I, he's, a, he's a regular guy of ours. Um, he knows who I am. Um, but it, it, all jokes aside, you know, he, he is a good guy and we, uh, we joke a lot. So, Oh, no, uh, not in a mean way. You know, I didn't mean. Oh, like- yeah, yeah like a guy that's being a total prick about everything. Just right. There's, you know, I do it a little bit too. Like certain people I know, you know, I get a chance. I'm like, Oh, 
What happened to your team, bud? And yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Go, yeah, it's... your team? You never win. And for the longest time, they were right. Michigan never won, but they can't say that now. Exactly. We're winning. We're winning big. Uh, we'll hit them much later in the episode. Maybe that'll be the little cherry on top for uh, Tyler and I. Um, Tyler mentioned it. Let's, uh, let's head to Austin, Texas, where game day was. Uh, the return of Pat McAfee to game day was fun to see. Uh, the crew was on point. The scene in Austin was awesome. Uh, I, there's nothing quite like seeing that color in like thousands. Like seeing that burnt orange just for as far as the eye can see behind the game day set. It's, I, it's one of my favorite scenes, honestly. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, that burnt orange is like an underrated color. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, a topic that has been brought up over and over and over again every season, college football season. Tyler mentioned it. We almost had a "Is Texas back?" moment yesterday. Uh, thankfully, <laughs> Alabama squashed that because it's not a lot of fun to see the pain on on Texas fans' faces when they realize once again, especially if it's a few weeks in, that oh, we're not back. Because we no, have we're not back against a team that they should not have, but that's not the story of this game. This story was, I, I'm not saying they're back, but I can't deny that they got something going on defense. They mm-hmm. got that D line and those cornerbacks were like so working like in tandem so well. It, it was, I really thought they were going to pull it off until I realized that they weren't going to take any chances inside the red zone. And then I was like, well, I text you We're watching the games. I said, they're doing 80% of everything you need to do to beat Bama. But the problem mm-hmm. is you can't beat Bama only doing 80% of all the things you need to do. You got to do all 100% because they're too good. You can't let Bryce Young wait around like that. You can't. You got to put them away. Kicking right. field goals instead of scoring touchdowns ended that game. Yeah, I agree. Um, the way to beat Bama is you have to score. You can't, like what you said, you can't settle for three. And what's going on with that uh, missed field goal, like 15 yards? Like if that, if he made that, and if Quinn Ewers didn't get hurt, I think Texas would have won. I, t- no. I think Texas would have won. And saying Texas is not back, I mean, I, I totally agree. I don't think they're back right now. But I think in the next year or two, we're going to start to see a Texas turnaround and I, I'm excited you know I you know Matt who I do a podcast with he's a Texas fan and um yeah I would like to see Texas back on top you know they're a good program I don't I don't like them I mean I don't mind them so. yeah I mean as many but, years you move from them this destroying us in the Rose Bowl exactly. <laughs> just going absolutely bonkers so my my uh bad taste in my mouth from that game is has been long uh cleansed with many rounds of well, actually, there's, I don't even know like what rivalry I would tout or whatever, a big opponent I would tout and go, well, at least we got this going on. Because last time we played MD, we lost. Yeah, we did beat the Buckeyes last year, but that's only one. They, they won a lot more before we won that one. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yes, you're right, dude. 100%. It's as cliche as can be, but college football's better when Texas football's good. Exactly. It goes. Um. There's other schools that come to mind like that. Like college football is better when 
Notre Dame's good. Ooh, ooh, no though, they're not. They're not good. No, 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 no. Did not you, good at all. Did you catch this game? Um, not really. Um, I caught bits and pieces. Like I was watching. Um, we were pretty busy, busy yesterday, so we saw the noon game, bits and pieces of the Alabama Texas game, and then we don't in our break room. We don't get. Uh, what channel was that game on? NBC. Yeah, normally is yeah. Okay, I think we get that once in a while, but um, I saw the scores at the bottom of the screen. I'm like, oh my god, like what's going on here? Marshall isn't Marshall a MAC team? No, um, what is Marshall? Marshall, uh, I have no idea. They're Marshall's in Texas. Oh Jesus, I was way off. Yeah. <laughs> um, Good one, Tyler. I cannot think of what conference. You know what? I'll go looking for it. <laughs> but at the end of the day, if you're a Notre Dame fan, you've got to be sitting there and like, what is going on? I mean, you almost beat Ohio State last week, and then you are home against Marshall, and Marshall comes in and beats you. I don't know. Of what I can tell from Notre Dame um, – I'm sorry. Marshall's in West Virginia. So we're all, all school. <laughs> Huntington, West Virginia. I've never watched the movie We Are Marshall, so that's a fail on my part. That many other? No? Okay. No. Her is pretty good. It's Matthew McConaughey. Um, not a uh, fan. <laughs> not a fan of Matthew McConaughey? Yeah, not a fan. Oh, okay. He's excellent in The Gentleman. I highly recommend it. Um... But that, yeah, we're not talking about movies. We can, but we're not today. Uh, let's, but let's, let's, let's really break down kind of like of what we can tell from Notre Dame. They seem like their defense is solid. It seems like the defense is going to keep them around most in, around in most games, but that quarterback position is an issue. It has been an issue when your mm-hmm. best quarterbacks over the last 15 years are guys like Ian book and Brady Quinn. <laughs> Although that maybe that's going a little further. No, no 15 might've caught him. I'm not exactly sure exa- when his last game would have been played what year, but I'm just saying you're Notre Dame. You've had elite quarterbacks. I mean, God, goddamn Joe Montana, the goat of goats. Yeah. I'm taking a shot at our own guy from Michigan Brady, but, uh, he he's a Notre Dame guy. Like you got some clout. Like go get your dudes. But it don't. It never works at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what's going on with Notre Dame. I don't know if it's they, they kind of remind me of Clemson, and their defense is champ, championship caliber, but their offense is just not not good. No, it's not good. And like I don't even know. Like, we is it went, coaching? I, I I don't know. I think I think the talent is is just one sided right now. It's just they don't they don't. Well, I mean, once again, they don't have a guy to, to do do it through the air consistently. I mean, here we go. Um, so they started. They had two quarterbacks play in the game yesterday: Pine and Buckner. Buckner goes eighteen of thirty two, which is okay, not awesome, but not terrible. Two hundred yards. Okay, he averaged 11 yards per attempt. 
but he had two interceptions and a sack. Now, once again, Tyler and I will like, admit, like, yeah, we didn't watch, we didn't get to watch this game like we would want to. But I can, I can catch it as I'm going through the rest of the other games. You know, I mean, there's highlights, there's people mm-hmm. bringing up points during pregame, postgame. I mean, if I wasn't watching, everything's on Twitter. Yeah, that too. Like, there's, there's ways to catch more than what you get from just watching television. So, and running the ball. Oh my God. They're, they're running backs. are not good. Um, let's see. Buckner, their quarterback rushed 13 times. He averaged three yards. They're starting running back. Estimate, um, rushed for 33 yards, average three yards. Like if you're yeah. that poor on the ground, I don't even like, can you win in college football? I don't think so. I, I think college football is starting to get. I mean, I, in my eyes, I think if you don't have a good offense and if you can't put points on other teams, you're going to lose. Same thing. What we just talked about five minutes ago against Alabama, you have to score against Alabama to even be contenders with Alabama. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Not looking good. Because I mean, I, w- I would love an. Uh, to t- have a scout like here on the show with us right now, like off the top of your head, scout, how many legit NFL prospects are playing quarterback right now in college football this year, this season? Not counting last season, not projecting the next season. I'm saying this season, two, three. Yeah, seriously. Like, so, so when you come across teams that have such a deficiency at that quarterback position. Um, and you can't run the ball because that's how the rest of us get by. I mean, before, mm-hmm. before the emergence of, um, any sort of relevancy from Michigan, when we won games, it's because we ran the heck out of the ball. I mean, that's the way you right. win the ball. I don't know. I want them to be good just because when we do play them again, like in two years, we play them again in 2024. I think maybe it's 2025. I do know the rivalry is coming back, but when Michigan lines up across from Notre Dame the next time, I want to think that they're a little more capable than they are showing right now, especially on offense. I mean, defense seems legit, but then again, I don't know. I mean, should Marshall have scored 26 points in this matchup when you're home? I mean, you paid paid Marshall like over a million dollars to come and play that game. And then they come in and own you in your own house. Yeah, it's it's not, it's a tough look. Yeah, it's a real tough look. Oh, uh, that one was bad. It may not be this bad. Number six, Texas A and M, in oh. Texas Station, home, over a hundred thousand Aggie fans. Over a hundred thousand diehard Aggie fans. Begging for their team to just blow out and and get to the top five and be a real challenge in the SEC. Psych. 17-14, Appalachian State. Don't invite them to your house in September. We, they will come and ruin your party. We know that feeling. Yeah. And we by know that feeling. Well, trust me. <laughs> Last time uh, they pulled off something like this, this is against number one Michigan. Many years ago, during yeah. the Lloyd Carr days, 
And it was a blocked field goal that ends up getting a victory. In this one, it ends up being just a, a go-ahead um, field goal with three seconds left. Oh, no. It was at 8.09 in the fourth quarter. I thought it was closer than that. I, I, I didn't watch it. Um, there's No, me neither. This would have been going on the exact, just about the exact same time as Texas, Alabama. So I stay glued to that. I may set up the second TV. My wife gave me the go ahead. So oh wow, weekend, yeah. Next weekend, I'm 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 gonna be pulling out some dual screen action. <laughs> um, I used to do it all the time in my other house, but I lost my man cave. So she she gave me mm. the blessing though. So next weekend better be a good slate of noon games because <laughs> I don't want to get up the couch. I want to just sit there and crush two games at once. Um, but this game, as far as I can tell, Aki's offense looks like I don't know what they want to be. They ran the ball well. Like this is what I'm trying to take out of it. They're they're number one running back average six yards a carry. Yeah, I think they need Johnny Manziel back. <laughs> I, I just don't know. <clears throat> this may be a, a philosophy fail. This may be an in-game game script play calling failure on the coach, I think. Because I'm looking at the stats, and that's the only way I can do it right now. I'm looking at the stats, and it's it, it's plays that, like, let's see here. Uh, wide receivers average, oh, my God. Some of these guys are averaging five yards a catch, man. Like, that's terrible per attempt. Come on. Yeah, they got one guy, two catches, 11 yards. They got another guy, four catches, 21 yards. Like, everything was close to the line of scrimmage. They couldn't move the ball through the air, so why didn't they lean more on the run? They only attempted 18 runs, and and eight of those came from the quarterback. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. It it was a tough day to be a – if you live in Texas yesterday, I should say. I guess so. I guess so. Because I think Texas Tech lost, too. Oh, I think they did. I'm pretty sure. Did they? Okay. Yeah. Red Raiders. Whoever's in Texas. At least Houston's ranked. Yeah, that's true. And I haven't heard anything on TCU this year. Pretty quiet. Now I'm second guessing myself. Did they lose? I think they did. Uh, Now I'm second guessing myself. And double overtime. Sorry. Texas Tech or Houston? Texas Tech did. Oh. Over two for Tyler today. Good start. Uh, that was a late one. No one's gonna blame me for that. Yeah, um, I'm not a Texas Tech fan either. No, no, and I don't. I don't necessarily even know what channel you would have caught that on. It probably was on. I don't know, Big Twelve Network or something. Yeah, something like that. I don't got the money to subscribe to all that stuff. Yeah. So Appalachian State, the coolest thing that came out of this game was a video from. Um, Boone County, where Appalachian State is, and you can see from uh, the side of a street in the, probably like their main street, whatever, and on both sides, the left and the right, just thousands of Appalachian State fans just all coming together on this main street, and they just took it over. It was, it was awesome. everyone go look for it on your Twitters, your Facebook. Because it's a hilarious scene, and they're like jumping on cars and stuff like that. Hopefully, those people that are in cars are okay with it because 
it was all in good fun. It was all in good fun. Um, now this is where we're going to kind of bounce around a little bit. So I'm just noticing this. You know, Do you know that Wisconsin lost to Washington State? I, I did hear that. Yep. Wow. Hmm. The Cougars moved to 2-0. and oh, Badgers dropped 1-1. One and one. Wisconsin scores both their touchdowns in the second quarter, and then it's a defensive struggle from there on out with the Cougars being the team that ends up pulling off uh, the only second-half scores with 10 points in the third. Interesting, considering what we know Washington State to be, they are one of those teams that is the proliferation of the air raid system. Mm-hmm. Their their system is the same system that Gardner, you know, it's Gardner Minshew. When you think about just silly passing numbers, which Gardner had in college as at Washington State, so it, you're known normally for offense, but in this one, uh, their quarterback uh, Ward struggles a little bit. Goes 17 of 28. Uh, one touchdown, two picks, only sacked two times, so pretty good. But once again, we're looking. I'm ro- looking at rushing numbers here, Tyler, and averaging three yards a carry. One guy averaged four, but at the same time, it looked like the balance wasn't there. So the off the passing offense struggled a little better as far as um, target like um, yards per catch, but still, it's it's if you struggle on the ground, there's a theme developing here. Um, you're going to have a tough day. So what's that mean for the Badgers? Well, yeah, where do you start? Yeah. So they always run the ball well. So when you see that one guy goes for 21 for 98, that's actually a pretty down day for them. Right. And they had, and they always had a list of running backs that came out of there, you know, Jonathan Taylor, um, trying to think who else. Melvin Gordon? No. Monty Ball? Somebody. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think to, Melvin Gordon. I was trying to think of like a really obscure one. <laughs> but yeah, I mean they have they've always had a resume of great running backs. And if you're a Badgers fan, you're probably uh, you know, you're worrying too. Yeah. Well, especially because you held their def- you held their air raid offense in check. Keeping them at 17 points, your defense did their job. But they're another school that, not since what Russell Wilson did they have a competent quarterback? Yeah, seriously, is Mert still there? Is he still the Badgers starting quarterback? Let's find out. Mertz is still there. Eighteen of thirty-one, two twenty-seven, two touchdowns, a pick, one sack. And then, uh, I mean, I don't. Right. Yeah, we don't. We prefer not to do box box score scouting, but it's all we can do. <laughs> Sometimes, right? Too many games going on. Until next week, when I got my dual screen action, maybe I'll <laughs> more insight. Probably not. I'll probably just have have less to say because I watch too much and, and too overwhelmed. Right. Um, yeah. So down goes the Badgers, which is an upset, but we'll see. Maybe who knows? Maybe Washington State ends up being ranked. I mean, they're two and up. So, if for the Badgers' sake, that's what they're hoping for. That's for sure. Just keep winning. Yeah, really. So we've already said that we're enjoying college football season better than most years right now. And uh, who knew 
the reason was Pitt and bringing exciting football back. Yeah, they're kind of, uh, you know, like I've said for like the last two weeks that they're kind of an underrated team and uh, they got some sweet uniforms. I love that color matchup. Um, I would I would watch off for Pitt. Yeah. Give them maybe this, I mean, maybe this year or next year, year three. I think they're going to be right up there ranked. They might be that team with the new playoff system coming in two years. They might be a team looking in or that's a, that's already in. That, oh, that's a great point. Yeah. I mean, the ACC seems very winnable. They won it last year. Clemson t- took out Furman this week. Hooray. You know, yeah, seriously. I couldn't yeah. even tell you where that team is, where they, where they play. No, <laughs> me neither. I'm somewhere in the South. That's all I know. Are they FCS? I have no idea. They are. That right? Yeah. It, they're they're definitely a way step down in competition compared to just about anything else. I mean, just looking real quick. I mean, the next score down is Michigan State over Akron, so there goes your Big Ten MAC matchup. Um, right. Michigan State blows them out, but. Tennessee, I, I guess we should give kudos to on this one. It's we got to figure this out. Um, what exactly Tennessee is? Well, because um, with this game, Tennessee is now where their schedule go. <laughs> I just had it. They're in good. They they're in good position because they're in the West Division. I'm trying to remember what SEC division there is. Bleacher Report app is crashing on me right now. So either way, they're two and oh. I was trying to look ahead and see who's who they got on their schedule and where they could end up at the end of the season. I like their quarterback, Hunt, uh, Hooker. I like him. Oh yeah, he's very smart with the ball. Like he didn't take a lot of chances. Like he had three sacks on the day, and I can picture at least one of them. Where was a smart sack to take? He didn't yeah. force the ball. He just said, "All right, guess I'm done on this play," and just curled up. So, um, did you catch that one at all? We were talking about you saw the uniform. So, did you catch the whole thing? Uh, I think uh, I'm trying to think what time that ended. I think we watched um, the end of the second half. We were close because we watched, it went it went to overtime, right? Uh yeah yep yeah so we uh, we caught like the end endish of it maybe the last ten minutes of it but um, what a great game and Pitt's a Pitt's, Pitt's a great program they're a really good program and uh, Tennessee you know we always say you know college football and stuff like that but is Tennessee another program that if they're back college football is better ooh um. I like them because I think they have the best. But like, I love our song "Hail to the Victors," but uh, "Rocky Top" is one of the most fun, like victory, right? You know, party songs for them. They got some iconic years, but I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough Tennessee fans. I don't know how rabid the. It seems pretty good, right? Yeah, I have uh, I have family in Tennessee, and they have seasons to evolve. So okay. Uh, they said, uh, okay, even though if you know they're zero ten, it's still rocking. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, any any time one of these SEC schools um, that's that's had iconic players like you know, there's his Peyton Manning, um, 
it's easy to think of them and remember the good old times. So projecting them as the current day SEC, like I don't think of them as a team that needs to be good for college football to be more fun. But nostalgic wise, like if they can recapture some of that stuff from the 90s, you know, like, yeah, that'd be cool if they have if right. they, maybe hookers just got maybe hookers, one of these dynamic playmakers. I mean, he looks looks apart. Um, they let him throw a lot. That's for sure. 42 attempts. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Their colors are great. Iconic colors. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Slightly less burnt orange. All right. More pumpkin. <laughs> Pumpkin. <laughs> uh, but yeah, great matchup on the field. Great talent. Um, something happened with Slovis because they had to bring in their backup quarterback. Uh, he's the one that actually finished out the game. That was another theme. Um, so we mentioned in Texas, um, and then Pitt loses their quarterback. There was another bad team. day to be a quarterback. <clears throat> a lot of backup quarterbacks, and the backup quarterbacks were playing hurt. Like, mm-hmm. Patty was Patty was hurt too. Um, playing in this game, but stayed in the yeah, game. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in practice throughout the week, but I'm not no head coach or athletic trainer. But let's uh, let's pump the brakes here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. All of a sudden, like I was watching Pitt, but I was some doing some stuff around the house, and then when I finally made it my way back to the screen, I was like, "You're not Slovis. <laughs> what happened to Slovis?" <laughs> and I I didn't Who look, at it, but I know I know he's hurt. You know, like, he didn't come back in the game. So, uh, <laughs> Spider Man meme. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> All these matchups are the same in a way. No, it was it was an exciting game. Um, the overtime was disappointing just because I like to see it go more than just a single round. But it was a, it was a smart heads up play by Hooker where he just um, it was a uh, ball fake play action. I think he may have had the option to throw the ball, but he ended up just tucking it and running around the end. Right, dude's too dynamic. Too dynamic. Uh, is there any other upsets that we need to hit? Mm, Kentucky, Florida. There's the one we talked about this game last week. We did. And I was super excited for it. And I think I left off last week. I said, if Florida wins this one, Florida's back. And of course, Florida's not back. That is the theme. Not back. Iconic schools. Just not quite there um did not catch this game as much as i should have i did watch i don't know maybe a series and a half um i think the biggest takeaway is it's got to be focused on richardson because that kentucky defense while it is challenging um especially from a defensive front aspect like their receivers should have been open there should have been there should have yeah. been to be made. And I don't know I don't know how Florida was ranked twelve after beating seven Utah. I don't know where they got the numbers and I'm not a math guy for sure, but I don't know how they were ranked twelve coming in. No. No. Well I mean then then that get but that gets back to who were the twelve best teams last year and Yeah, that's true. Florida did Excuse me. They did finish on a kind of a good note last year, but I want to look more into Richardson uh, going down the rest of the week. I want to figure out exactly uh, what his deal was in this game. Hopefully, I can find right. some twenty-two. And in Kentucky, they're 
you know, known for basketball and stuff like that. But Kentucky, they're starting to be a football school. They're starting to turn it around, and their quarterback's pretty good too. I think he might be, you know, high end in the draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he struggled too. He struggled too. I can't, um, can't think of his name. Uh, they call him Levis, but it looks like Levi's. Well, okay. Will Levis or something like that. But Will Levis, just like Levi. Yeah. Um, big dude. Sounds so familiar. As far as if he was a transfer or not. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. He's from Madison, Connecticut. Oh yeah, that is random AF, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh man, one of the powerhouse high school he came from in Madison, Connecticut. Yeah, he's a big dude, man. He's six three, two thirty two. He looks the part when he's in his pads, you know, in the in the you know step and drop him back and stuff. Like he looks like an NFL quarterback. Good right. frame. Um. They do enough of the dropbacks that you can see him doing the three-step drops and getting the ball out of his hands a little quicker. I could see him developing more into a trying to think of what quarterback I would think it could be. Yeah, it don't matter. They're all the same. Uh, hold on, Tyler. My kids are crying. Oh, yeah, you're good. So, needless to say, Florida's not back. <laughs> no, in the end, no. But, you know, that's a team that, yeah, I don't really root for, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of like on the almost edge of the bandwagon. I, I, I respect Florida. I, I like Florida. But, th- in conclusion, we can move on to the next game, but they are not back. Not back. Hate, hate to say it, Swamp fans, but. When when a twenty beats a twelve, uh, it's to say that the twenty is only going to move up a spot or two, and the twelve's probably going to drop into the twenty somewhere. Right. So big drop coming for Florida. They'll be fine. They can rebound. It's not an SEC or it was an SEC game, but um, there's pl- plenty more opportunities to uh, to catch back up in their standings. So right. Uh, Go get them, Gators. Kentucky, Kentucky might be a team in the next couple of years that we can see who they might be on the uh, outskirts looking in for the college playoff. Yeah. Uh, let's go to last night's barn burner. Uh, we've got BYU and Baylor in a double overtime affair. BYU be, uh, ends up becoming the winner in this. I'm trying to see the point spread. Okay, they were favored. I was pretty sure that BYU was favored, and they were. Uh, they were giving up two and a half points uh, to the top ten ranked Baylor Bears. Interesting result. What do you think of this game? Uh, I didn't get the chance to watch this one. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, I, I have no idea. <laughs> I have nothing to say. <laughs> I mean, BYU, I mean, they put out prospects, but they're never right. known as like a team that you have to worry about in, as far as challenging for a championship. Um, I mean, they've had the best guy that would have been who, uh, uh, what's his name down in uh, New Orleans, the Saints, uh, Taysom Hill went to BYU. He's like the last big prospect I remember playing at BYU that was worth Zach Wilson. 
Oh yeah, why did I skip right over him? Probably because yeah, he's not football right now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, to skip right over him because he's not even he's not healthy. Um, yeah, good call, good call. Uh, well, they got another quarterback that's probably worth mentioning here. Um, uh, Jaron Hall. Uh, let's see here. Jaron Hall is a junior. He's six one, two hundred five. He is from Utah, from Spanish Fork, Utah. <laughs> That's We're all over the map today. Yeah. <laughs> Spanish fork. Well, in this game, he goes 22 of 39, 261, uh, a single touchdown, two sacks. Uh, ooh, they let their wide receiver throw a ball, and it went for a touchdown. He was one of one for 22 yards and a touchdown. So little end-around um, wide receiver pass there. That's kind of fun. Terrible run production from BYU. Absolutely atrocious. <laughs> they got... Uh, one dude going 13 carries, 31 yards, two yards per carry. They got another, another guy, uh, the quarterback, going 10 carries, 28 yards, 2.8 a carry. Uh, another running back, nine carries, 26 yards, 2.9 yards per carry. Terrible production on the ground. But they made their hay through the air, uh, targeting uh, wide receiver. Um, what is his name? Oh, it won't pull it up. Uh, anyways, Roberts, his last name's Roberts, wide receiver from BYU. Uh, targeted 15 times in the game. He had eight catches, 122 yards through the air, and a touchdown. BYU has some offensive potential here. And Baylor's been known for defense. Right. We have, we have always seen a, a tough Baylor defense team. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. So. Well, on the opposite side uh, of the field, the quarterback for the Baylor Bears, uh, Shapin, not so good. 18 of 28, only 137 yards, one touchdown, sacked four times, ran the ball pretty well. Uh, They got uh, Williams and Jones as their tandem. Both go for over 65 yards, uh, average four yards a carry. So pretty Decent production, not as far as college production goes, but four yards a touch uh, carry, not bad. Mm -hmm. A lot of hay with it. So it looks like Vegas knew and Vegas was right as per usual. And they covered the spread. So if you bet on them, hey, good on you. We don't do that on this show. Maybe we should. That's a big part of college football. Betting? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm kind of a. I'm starting to get into it. Last week, I I was one seven for eight. I do a five dollar bet every week. I do like an eight leg parlay, and I threw. I had everybody down except I took the over in Oregon Georgia. The over was fifty four. I lost by two points. The final score was fifty two. Five oh. bucks to win two twenty. Damn. See that's heartbreak. Because I, I would I would always be spilling my guts on how bad I was every week. I know. And it's at work we got like fifty guys. We do like those squares. Mm-hmm. Like the Super Bowl squares and we do it every week. I could buy the entire board except for one square and that square would hit. That's how <laughs> much betting luck I would have. Uh I get that feeling. I get that feeling. Well if you were to bet on any team to continue to cover their spread uh, it might be the Michigan Wolverines, which seems like they can handle any threat uh, spread you throw at them. They were 
Where's the plus minus? Was it 52? Oh, they didn't cover. Damn, I didn't know it was that high. I thought it would have been in the 40s, and I thought they would have covered. No, they don't cover. So it's 56-10. Our Michigan Wolverines destroy the Rainbow Warriors from Hawaii, as predicted. They didn't really try in this game, and we're not going to talk about the game. We'll just talk about what came out of the game because it will affect the rest of the college football season, especially when talking Big Ten. That mm-hmm. Jim Harbaugh has announced that Cade McNamara will not be the starting quarterback, and Junior JJ McCarthy is uh, getting handed the reins. What is your thought on the movement? And not just your thoughts, but maybe your thoughts on why Harbaugh did it. Um, I think, well, here's the thing, you know, you hats off to Cade. Um, you know, he turned our season around last year. I know we were more of a running team kind of last year, but it's two different styles of quarterback. You know, Cade is more of a, you know, a pocket passer. JJ is more of your, um, you know, your, I'm trying to think of like your quarterback today, you know, who scrambles, who throws the ball. He can run it, you know, 15, 20 yards. You know, he's a scrambling quarterback. I, I like the move. I think JJ is explosive. I love the plays that he does. And, you know, I, I just, if we ever had the chance to talk to Cade, I just want to say thank you for last season. But I love the move by Jim. I absolutely love it. I think JJ is the way to go. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what we, uh, I think we're playing UConn next week. Yeah. So, I mean, another burn burner, but I think JJ, I think it's the right move and hats off the coach. Mm-hmm. It was a tough call to pull the hand, the ball away from the guy that took you to your first big 10 championship as a head coach. Right. I know it wasn't easy. I know how much respect he would have for Cade and everything he's done, but there's no denying the talent. Um, the, the, the difference is just jaw dropping. Like JJ's release of a football is what you're looking for is I think is a prospect mm-hmm. that ball flies out of that hand when he decides to pull the trigger. Yeah. And he whips it hard too. He kind of reminds me of a smaller Josh Allen a little bit. He does. He does. His, he's got that quick release, man. And the ball just got so much power behind it. Um, plus ending in and adding the wheels. I mean, like, <clears throat> there's no denying that the, the guy's going to make a difference on third downs because he makes you cover the entire field where Cade mm-hmm. you don't have to do that. So right. Cade goes to the reserve reserve spot. And actually, um they went into the, the quarterback bag a little deeper and they pulled out um the fourth string quarterback. Um because Arigi, I think Origi is their third string quarterback. He did not play in this game. I thought he would have got a chance, <clears throat> excuse me, with it being such a big blowout, but uh they they go into the bag and they pull out this dude. He comes into the game, Warren. He comes into the game, and his first pass ever in a college football game goes for like fifty something yards, and it was kind <laughs> of a dot. It was kind of a dime. It was nice, and the whole sidelines went nuts, including McNamara, who did not have a good game, and you could tell was probably realizing I just blew it. So he was not yeah. in the top, but he was still there for his teammate. And uh, as a Michigan man, I like to see that from my fellow uh, Michigan men. Absolutely. Showing his leadership. Yep. Uh, so that then uh, r- wraps up the week. Obviously, we could spend 
like three hours talking about all the action in college football. But I mean, the the teams that should have won for the most part continue to win. Georgia wins big. Uh, the Buckeyes win big. Um, Clemson. Clemson won big. A lot of weak opponents this week, uh, obviously including Michigan. So uh, let's look forward to your week three action here. Um, we got Georgia taking on South Carolina at noon on ESPN. That's probably the one to put your eyes on. Uh, this is why I need dual screen action because that should be a good test of game. Who's playing? I forgot. I'm sorry. I was looking at the TV for something. Georgia, Georgia, South Carolina. Oof. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Uh, the odds? No, can't pull up odds. Oh, because they want me to go to DraftKings. <laughs> nice try. And I happen right now. Uh, so that'll be fun. We do have the old school rival- rivalry of Oklahoma and Nebraska getting back underway. Uh, oh my God! Off on Fox, yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh, I have no words. <laughs> it's gonna be brutal. It's I'm gonna... not a Nebraska fan, but oh my God! If Scott Frost isn't fired by next Saturday, I don't. I mean, come on. Gleam from it, though. You know what I mean? If they get shellacked, that's the one that they should have got shellacked. It's the other games that are the problems. Right, I mean, I mean, this week they're playing Oklahoma. They're absolutely going to get rocked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely rocked. It's going to be horrendous. Uh, Cal's playing zero two Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame is hosting again. So. Don't be surprised if Cal pulls another upset. Oh, man, I don't. That can't happen. Uh, number eight Notre Dame. Are they getting dropped out of top twenty five? They probably are. I mean, they should. I mean, they're on three. I mean, why would you? Mm-hmm. 25. All right. Season's over already. Uh, pretty good slate. Uh, as we keep going here, we got BYU on the road going to Oregon, going to Eugene, 330 Fox. I'm interested. Yeah, give me Oregon at home. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see the, I bet the spread's something like two and a half. But yeah, I mean, it'll be close. I, I wouldn't be shocked if BYU gives Oregon a fight. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, continuing down here we go this one's a little spicy uh, the Kansas University the Jayhawks the fighting Jayhawks going to Houston it's a 4 o'clock kickoff kick on ESPNU Kansas is alright this year they got I was just about to say um Give me the up. Uh, give, give me Kansas in that one. I think uh, Houston's kind of a little bit of a fraudish team, mm. um, but I, I kind of like the Jayhawks in that one. Also, another basketball school that's turning into a, a football school, football program. That's less miles now, isn't it? Isn't that? Yeah, I think so. Dude, he's doing it after all these years. Remember when the Finally. UB coach? Remember when? The, well, speaking of UB, oh my god! Oh my god, Jesus! <laughs> I can't believe I didn't bring it up earlier. The Holy Cross Crusaders come into UB, the Bulls Stadium, and uh, pull off the upset. A last second, literally double zeros on the clock. Hail Mary for the go-ahead touchdown. So sad to see. UB drops to 0-2. 
Yeah, I just I have no idea. For UB, that's why I'm not a UB fan. <laughs> I I am a UB supporter. Um, yeah, absolutely. I will cheer for them when they're good, when they're good, and I'll bash them when they're bad. Yeah, bad this year, bad last year. They're just not good. Yeah, I, just, I think it's a head coach, really. You're probably right. Who came yeah. from Michigan? That's right, you did. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Can't all be good coming out of Michigan. Nope. Um. Okay, here's a interesting one, but it should be a blow up. But Toledo playing Ohio State, the I like their mini in-state rivalry. Yeah, it never ends up being anything good, but um, I don't know. I just like mentioning every time they play someone in-state. Yeah, I... Ooh, here we go, dude. Seven thirty. ABC, Michigan State, Washington Huskies. It's in Washington. Ooh. We, men- uh, we mentioned that Michigan State was a big-time winner this week um, with the shutout, but this is a bigger ask. That Washington defense is always stacked with dudes. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know if I like Michigan on the- or Michigan State on the road. I don't know. This is another game where you got a, you know, Michigan State's ranked 14th going into this week, coming out of this week. They're probably moving. They're probably moving up two spots or so. Right. Um, Is that enough for Vegas to flip the point spread to the other team? Does that, does that mean the road team? Is it a road favorite or is it a road dog? Yeah, seriously. I don't know. Not sure. I'd stay away from that game. I think that was good. Yeah. Stay stay away from that game if you're better. Uh, Pitt is taking on Western Michigan. Let's get, let's get, they got to get their feet back underneath them. Uh, I like the trajectory they were on this season. So get their feet back underneath them, see what's going on there. Uh, Here's a good matchup, but I end up thinking that it'll end up being um, maybe a little more one sided because I think this may have been a fluke. But Miami travels to Texas A&M, 9 o'clock kickoff ESPN. So you can catch all of this game if you're a, if you're a night owl. Who do you like in that one? I kind of like Miami. Yeah? I kind of like Miami. I'm not too sure. I don't know why. But I think, uh, I think Miami's trying to build something, too. Well, Miami destroyed BCU week one, uh, 70 to 13. Then they just took care of USM, who I don't even know who USM is. Yeah, I don't know. University of Southern Missouri, maybe? Maybe? I don't know. Uh, they took care of them 30 to 7. So this is the first real test, and it is a real test because, I mean, Appalachian State didn't make it look necessarily easy, but, I mean, they did come into Texas A&M's house and walk away with the victory. Miami's obviously got more talent than Appalachian State. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would stay away from that one too. But the, Vegas can make it pretty enticing to want to take Texas A&M at home. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, they like to trip you up. Uh, that's the top twenty-five action for the week. A little bit of a down week, but you, you never know. You know that that Cal Notre Dame game could get spicy. Um. I like the idea 
of Georgia, uh, South Carolina. Um, I don't really have anyone else. Michigan's playing Connecticut, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Should blow them out, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, Buffalo, Buffalo, UB's taking on Coastal Carolina. In Coastal Carolina, we're getting destroyed. Oh, yeah. We're getting absolutely, molly. Absolutely. Uh, here's a good one. How about this? Uh, Florida State traveling to Louisville. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, let's see. Give me Louisville at home. Okay. Yeah, They just lost a tough one to Syracuse last week. Did not look good. Um, who did they play this week? They played someone decent this week. Uh, UCF. They went. They beat UCF twenty to fourteen. So good rebound from Louisville. But this is a bigger test. Florida State's probably feeling themselves a little bit here. So you, you're going to get a little bit of um, m- m- big Mo King Mo coming into town. <laughs> How about Syracuse hosting Purdue? Hmm. Syracuse 2 0. Yeah. That's a noon kickoff on ESPN 2. Getting the ESPN 2 treatment, Syracuse. That's pretty good. Although the noon slate may not be all that good. So, uh, give me Orange at home. Yeah. No, I'm with you. No, I'm with you for sure. That's going to be fun. Um, 2 0 Iowa State hosts the Bobcats. Nah. Yeah, Iowa State. Two and zero Minnesota Golden Gophers hosting Colorado, who is zero and two. Colorado, that program needs to just keep it together till the end of the year because I, I think they'll be all right in a couple of years. But this new regime is struggling big time. Yeah, seriously. Yep, I agree. Um, that's literally it. I'm really, I really don't see anyone else. Uh. If you have a game that you wanted us to watch or check out, oh, here we go. LSU taking on Mississippi State. So, 6 o'clock kickoff ESPN. Might be worth kicking around. Give me Mississippi State. Yeah. Brian what? Kelly 0-2. Or LSU. might be 0-3. I don't know. Who did LSU play? Um, LSU. Who did you play? Probably a no-name. Probably a no name. I already skipped up there. LSU in week two played. Come on, please. SU? I don't know who that is. I have no idea. Southern University. Sure. Where's that? Huh. <laughs> College football, you're so weird. I'm done. That's good. I don't want good, to, yeah. I'm gonna depress myself if I go too much further. <laughs> then I just found another good one, I think. NC State hosting Texas Tech, both two and O. Wolfpack look kinda nice, man. Give me Wolfpack. Yeah, they do. I was just about to say, yeah. Give me them. They got a good quarterback. NC State. Huh. Cool. This has been fun, man. It is. I haven't had a chance to talk college ball like this in a while. So once again, thank to thank you to our founder, Matt Johnson, the founder of the two point conversation for giving Tyler and I this platform. Thank you to all of you, you listeners, all of you zoos out there. You're 
keeping us coming back. Um, honestly, I I want to see some sort of trend happen where people start posting what random nonsense they're watching from college football. Watch a random freaking game and 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 shout it out. Tag us on on the two point conversation, and I I, do, I I would love to see someone tag me and just like the most obscure football. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. We should um we should get some guests here. Um, like a scout. Like we said earlier in the in the pro, uh, show that we should get a scout on. Yeah, maybe I can maybe I can do some research and then uh, I have a buddy who, um. He's not really a. I mean, I would consider him a buddy. He he came on the men's locker room podcast last year. He's his name is John. He's from New Jersey, and he runs a college football daily on Twitter. He's a really cool kid. All right, I'm down, man. So, I, yeah, yeah, for sure. Facing here to talk with other people in college football, so I'm down. All right. Well, week three will be upon us before you know it. Tune in to the rest of the week. Scheduled shows on the two-point conversation. I know it's been a little chaotic. I know I kind of lied to you about when I would be on the show last. Uh, we're, we're adjusting to a, a new uh, kind of go-with-the-flow two-point conversation. Not as rigid as we once were. Uh, we're we're having a little more fun this year. Spending a little more time with family and whatnot. So I think Matt and I will be back tomorrow. Um, I'm sorry, or on Tuesday, and and I don't even know what he's going to do. Monday, this is the first Monday that he has to do the recap. I, I think he's doing it. Uh, if you did it, then thanks, Matt, for doing the recap. And if you did it, I hope you enjoyed your night. <laughs> Either way. So that's it for this week. Tyler, my man, good to see you. Good to see you. See you later. Yep. We'll be back next week. And uh, until next time, the two-point conversation is good. Yeah, spot.